Welcome to the podcast, Two Dudes, Drunk and Depressed, sponsored by WeDoRelationships.com. I'm Richard, or as my friends call me, OB. I'm Steve, or as my friends call me, Schwaz. <laughs> Alcohol use disorder impairs 29 million adults in the U.S. that we know of. I call it alcoholism. I'm Steve and I'm an alcoholic and I'm filled with gratitude and hope and I live an extraordinary life. You do, my friend. Depression affects over 18 million adults in the U.S. that we know of. It can take the form of adjustment or anxiety disorder. Here we use the general term depressed. I'm Richard and I have suffered from depression and anxiety and I am filled with gratitude and hope and live an extraordinary life. Like many who decided to change, Steve and I had to tell the truth to ourselves first. Only then could we make the sustainable progress in our lives and in our relationships. So we're still very much works in progress. Richard and I wanted to create a place for men to go where it's okay not to be okay. Here we may lose our mass, not our masculinity. Yeah, it's time for us as men to realize Life is not meant to be explored alone. Let's care for each other as we move toward a better existence. When you tell the truth to yourself, the rest can fall into place. Our hope is that someone listening may gain some understanding and personal peace and discover something that can help in times of need. Yeah, it's up to you. The people in your life will notice. Let's get to today's episode. Hi, Steve. <laughs> Hi, Obi. How you doing? Good, my Swaz friend. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm doing good, man. I missed you. Haven't seen you in a little while. Says not it? Yeah. Well, I kind of stayed away from you, if you know it. I was radio silent. I knew you have a lot of things going on. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, he's probably got kids coming back from college. People, you know, he's got things going on with work. Uh, you can share what you want with that or not. But I know there's big things or good things going yeah. on. And I just think, Work and I wanted to good. give you some distance there. So I didn't forget about you. I almost texted you three or four times. And then you noticed when you did text me, I jumped right on it. Yeah. And then you yeah. said, let's do it Wednesday. Right. And so here we are. And uh, we're back together. And the energy that I have related to two dudes, drunk and depressed and a place where it's okay not to be okay and losing our masks not our masculinity, losing our masks and not who we are and the essence of who we are is is continuing to resonate me with me in a big way. And it's resonating out in the world. And I'm keen to encourage saying, hey, what's going on? What's happening? I haven't heard another podcast. You know, the amount of downloads continues to increase. I'm not really, we're not really promoting that at all. I mean, friends and discussing when it comes up say what are you doing well we have a podcast called two dudes drinking depressing my friend from pennsylvania i told him he goes what <laughs> what are you talking and i said yeah i'm asking for your blessing and your support for this because it's a you know we're putting ourselves out there and he goes i can't believe you even asked me that you were built for this mm. was what he said okay. and i was like wow that's cool i said well i really appreciate that and um you know i've known him over the years since high school and and I've reached out to all my my friends about this too, and I continue to have the energy, and I continue to have a real thankfulness and place of gratitude for you, Steve, in oh, doing this again. You. And it's all part of. And I just think it's something that we, if we if we can have other people say that to their friends or reconnect with them or have establishing that with their friendships or the connections, uh, and creating spaces where it's okay to say, you know, hey, man, Steve, I love you. Mm -hmm. you know? And I love you as a person. 
I love what you've been through. I love the way you are now. And I loved you when you were struggling as well. Oh, and I, I and it. so those type of things are, are real. It's natural. It's not something that's, um, you know, unusual for me, but I know it is for a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every, every time we get together and we spend time together, it, it builds up a, a stronger bond and it helps me kind of release in some ways too. Cause this mm-hmm. is, you know, it's, it's tough for us guys to have really good guy friends mm-hmm. <clears throat> that we can get into and, and talk about these things. Yeah. And, and it, it never has been particularly comfortable for me. No. So <laughs> but, if then, I get a little closer, you can back. You're in my space. I'm sorry. No, but I mean, it it really does. I mean, all of this helps me so much just get through life in a lot of ways. You know, I've had it's just been crazy for me at work, and and then the next time that we get together, hopefully, I'll have some more to share on it. But I'm yeah. I'm going through a one of those. I, I've told people it's kind of like a bucket list of business. You want to do it one time because <laughs> it just sucks so bad. Yeah. It is just the most painful experience, but the, uh, there's a light at the end of the, at the end of the tunnel and, um, hopefully a, a rainbow leads to a pot of gold on this one because holy shit, I, uh, I want this to be over fast. Um, but anyway, you know, we're getting through, we're getting through. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm up here this week and get to spend a little time with you. You're like uh, under, yeah. underwater, like breathing through a reed. I days, literally, right? I, mean, I literally feel like I cannot under. I'm like lost all sense of comprehension. Mm-hmm. I was on a meeting this morning with some advisors at seven thirty. It was really, really an important meeting. I all I remember is like three minutes before I was like, "Holy shit, I got a meeting to be on," and being on the meeting, I don't remember anything about it. Like. <laughs> So and I really needed to pay. You attention. really checked out. <laughs> I was trying so hard. I was like, Steve, just think, 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 think. Just use your brain. Just think. Like, where I'm, do you where, where do you think cut. you were? Where were you? Oh, I was there. I was no, but I mean, there. where were you? Oh, just too much stuff going on. It was just like, just where, do, much, where do I grab onto? Too much. Like it is just. Uh, so it's due diligence. Yeah, yeah. We're we're working on selling the business and just the process of it all and keeping everything straight and multiple advisors on both sides and lots of questions. Mm-hmm. And I'm working yeah. with my team and trying to keep them motivated and at the same time not revealing too much. I've got like 170 employees and less than 10 of them know about it. And everyone's gonna find out next week. And it's been two two months in the process and and it's uh it's really a four-month process and we've condensed it into two months and it's just so we're going to be very careful when we release this or edit this oh it's yeah, yeah. so we'll make release sure away. That, release we'll, away, well, so. well we'll certainly be respectful of that i i remember a lot of those situations with buying other companies and merging or buying buying their assets and really i mean talk about feeling like you're opening your kimono oh you really are. i mean yeah i mean we hear recently about you know the live golf, you know, and the PGA tour and the, the lawsuits and say, well, do you really want to do that? Because now you got to expose everything. No, oh, yeah, everything. And you do. And it's so, and it's, it's, it's amazing. And, and there's also some things when you start to look at that, either from the company that you might be acquiring or, or the merging that I've done in the past is there's some really good things to notice. Like there's, there's some real good stuff here. That's why we're, yeah. why we're even considering it. There's, right. there's assets, there's people, there's, 
there's um you know there's goodwill that that company has you know i'm looking at mr goodwill right here <laughs> uh, how do you underwrite that for god's yeah, sake and that's so. the key thing is right how do we underwrite our own excellence you, and our own goodwill right i mean a, that's there's something to that if we were to say the whole thing about who we are not just and i'm not talking in the business setting in relationship to this you know transactions or transaction in the past but What's the goodwill? What's the essence? It's like wine. What's left? This is called the lees. What's left? What are we? And sometimes in these situations where we hear about anxiety and depression is we lose track of who we are mm -hmm. and we get hung up outside of ourselves on linking to a trauma or an event. And I knew that I was in a situation where I was depressed. Um, when I kept recycling over and over again, and I was unable to do what really we're talking about tonight is that, you know, if taking something seriously yet holding it lightly, mm -hmm. um, you know, humor helps. It, it, it definitely does. When we see that at retreats, we start with humor and that kind of cracks people open, but it's tough to be smiling and tough to be, to see the the joy and to see the light when there's, there, when there's darkness. Mm -hmm. And, how do you get ourselves to where, okay, you take it seriously. And I think a way you can do it is you kind of get detached from it a little bit and say, how can I look at this from a self-care perspective, but also how can I look at this from, gosh, yeah, it is tough, man. You're getting on all sides, buddy. Look at you. You're struggling. You're squirming on the ground. It's almost like you can say it like, look at you. Look at you now. You used to be. <laughs> Sometimes you have to do that. I think there's a combination of, of um, you know, you dive into certain things and um, you check things off the to-do list and you looked at it kind of tactically and get things done and and just, just keep loose about it. I mean, I think with anything else, um, it's easy. It certainly is easy for me to just just to really hold tight on these things and start questioning things. I mean, I've been on the buy side a number of times with with acquisitions. On the sell side, it's a different deal because you're right. You're kind of opening up everything, and and I think as as a leader, um, you know, there's there is. I, I try not to think of it as an ego, but you can't be a leader without ego and you've got to have the strength. Possible. Yeah. And you, and you've got to be, you got to be strong and you got to be fighting for what you believe in. And, and then there are times where you sit there and you're, you're looking at things and like, Hey, are we, am I good enough? Do we, are, are we really what we think we are? <laughs> and, and, you know, what I've learned and what I really appreciate from this, because the whole experience has been pretty wonderful. I mean, there's just, phenomenal people on both sides so i haven't had any of that sense of of um lack of or imposter syndrome or mm -hmm. you know well that's great yeah um but it it, it definitely and that's i think what's really helped me in this to just hold on loosely to that is it's gonna be and i've been able to tell people that the, the few that know they're you know what's going to happen next and, and i said hey you know what um well, we're just going to take it day by day and that's it. And it's going to be okay. They, they're they're buying us for what they you know what they know of us and what they see. Um, they're I can't even do the math. They're forty times the size of mm -hmm. us, so that's a huge company. Um, and and it's not that we're going to get lost in that. There's there's great synergies and all of that. But um, I think it's this sort of that you you do have to 
you have to make a conscious decision on where you're going to be mm-hmm. and mentally where you're going to sit on that thing. And, uh, and that's where it's really helped me to kind of take things loosely. So I have to, I, I have to be very serious about this thing and be convinced and do everything mm-hmm. to make sure it closes. But at the same time, I've told myself a number of times, like what happens if it doesn't happen? Yeah. Hey, what happened? Look at the possibility. Yeah, got to look at that. And is the is my world going to come to an end? I mean, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And I can identify some things that'd be pretty rough that's going to happen um, if it doesn't happen. But it's it's not going to be the end of the world. But if I held on to this fact that if this if this thing collapsed and we're going to go to shit if this thing collapses, um, I would be a mess. That is what you just said is so critical, and and that resonates with me over the years with these big deals. Um, And the big deals can be in the business world or um, in your life with relationships, Mm -hmm. is that you said early in that conversation, you said, or what you stated, that I just got to remind myself, it's going to be okay. We're going to take that day to day. And if it doesn't go through, I'm still going to be okay. We have to pause and and say that, right? It's it's sort of like you're gonna you're gonna be all right. Like for example, if you're having struggles with your partner, and you're you're in a cycle of of, of doubt, and you're replaying conversations, and you're not having the tools to eject out of it and cool down, and mm-hmm. they get heated, and it's a cycle of I'm sorry I said that, I wish I wouldn't have said it, and I love you, and I I, I I'll try not to do it again, and then you do it again. When you start to sit down and go, okay, I'm now going to make a conscious choice to try to get out of this uh, cycle and to get out of it and say, you know what, we're kind of a hot mess, aren't we? Talking to my wife, for example. So we're kind of a hot mess. We got to figure it out. I remember going to a counselor very a long, long time ago with my wife, and the counselor just looked at it and goes, oh, you two are so hard on yourselves. (laughs) And there was a couple of times I said something. She just looked at me and said, oh, Richard, oh, Richard, don't say that. Anyway, But we are so hard on ourselves, right? We're all so hard on what yeah. the situation is. And if we could step back and paint it a little bit differently and maybe some fun with it. And mm-hmm. talk about fun. Funko. Talk Funko. About, what's, you introduced me to Funko. So you uh, let's talk about this. What the hell is Funko? I know what it is now, but if if people are listening, yeah. you know, what does Funko? I, I wish I remember the full part of the story of this, but I, I was at a meeting, there's some event, and there was this crazy dude that got up and started talking about his company. And it was, I, I'm thinking, I'm sure it was back in the day when I was drinking. So I it probably had a couple of glasses of wine or something or something. And so I was kind of half paying attention, but he started talking about toys, which I thought was cool and how much fun they had. And he came up with these goofy little toys of uh, big heads, little bodies, and they've got a, 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 a little toy of everyone. Was he the guy with it? Yeah. Oh, he was yeah, the so with the he, t- he talked about it and all the fun stuff they would do at the company. And that's how they named it Funko. So. <laughs> They would make all of these. So this one's one of me. So you guys listening to the podcast aren't going to see this, but it's a it's a little dude of me that I went out to their <laughs> website and you can make yourself. And I brought a couple other ones here. I have one of Jimi Hendrix, who I literally he traversed 
<laughs> Europe with us this summer. And he uh, he was taken. He was he was seen in many a photo of the family and I through. And then my favorite. Um, and if my wife was here, she'd be really jealous. It's one of Cher, who you gotta love that to me. And uh, the best part is what she's wearing or what she's not wearing. But it's it's true in Cher fashion. But these little guys, you didn't you didn't see it. But what's what Steve held up was was Cher from behind with her little black thong. Oh yeah, with the fishnets. <laughs> and I don't think Cher would be complete without it. There's something about her. Yeah. And yeah. Steve Steve got me into the Funko deal and I made my little dude, my little little OB. Yeah. See, look together. at those buddies together. Look at those guys. Yeah. And so I love this that I when I put it together, I said, okay, what is it? I'm making breakfast. I've got my laptop. I'm working, but I'm also playing. I just saw a sticker recently, which I, I loved, which was work like a captain and play like a pirate. I like that. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, that's kind of like I'm working like a captain and playing like a pirate. Of course, the playing like a pirate has to involve food, which I, I love to, to eat. And um, <laughs> I just, I think this guy, it's it's interesting, this little fella, I've taken him with me to the office. I've taken him, you know, I have him all around the home office here and the office down a ways from here in Bellevue. It's a good little companion. It's a good, it's a good um reminder that let's not take ourselves too seriously oh it's so true because yeah. it's like the world is serious and we're kind of totally you know but we, need, we need those reminders years old playing with toys i mean it it is fun and yeah. and i mean i think it does kind of represent a little bit of life and and you got to keep things loose and if it you know there's there's so many things in our lives that it's hard to stay loose and stay you know kind of free of the of the shackles of life um so we have to kind of practice on the little things you know because if we can practice on the little things if we can hold certain things lightly the little stuff that when the big things come around we've now modeled it for ourselves and others that we're around that we can we can do it right yeah so. and then it, there's the reminders too there, there are little prompts there are little triggers to go back and say okay where's that where's that um connection that I had to joy if you're swimming in a, a challenging situation or you're kind of repeating yourself doubt or or you're not being able to rely on yourself maybe you think about times when you did you know and and times where you were you were connected and so the it's it's actually hitting mainstream this whole idea about men being depressed it was on Saturday Night Live this past week I think it was maybe two weeks ago but we mm. watched it on a recording where they were talking about that you know it's in a Men's depression is like an, at the highest level ever. Um, and then they did a guest speaker to talk about it. And then his, it was one of the cast members. And what he was talking about was that he was becoming, acting more like a woman. And, you know, that there's some risk of that. And I've heard this before, um, certainly within uh, the, the, you know, society is that, well, if I have feelings and I'm less, less like a man, I'm more like a woman. Yeah. And if I'm talking about those, that's less of what I should be. And we've certainly been taught that and it's been ingrained in us. Um, and I've even felt myself sometimes doing that with my two boys. And when they were when they were younger, going, hey, we got to figure out a way not to let that bother you so much. You know, and I remember saying those things. And yeah. the reason being is I wanted to protect them from other guys. Mm -hmm. I wanted to protect them from 
the challenges that I had with regard to things that could be said that were really mean to where, you know, I remember a guy to this day, I, I'll never forget his name in West Virginia. His name was Jim Bob Lossick. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah. I think we called him. <laughs> Tell Jim, me about Jim Bob. Jim Bob Lossick. And he would always give me shit out in the, out in the, uh, you know, the playground. And one day I picked him up and I dropped him over my shoulder and it hurt him. And so that my, my response was to actually be physical. Yeah. Um, and so I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. It was okay, but I, I, I stood up for myself. And I think that was the only way that I knew to stick up for myself. I wasn't as like I am today saying, hey, is there a reason why you would say that to me? Because mm -hmm. I want to understand where that's coming from for you. Because it, it, it I felt that as something that was a little bit uh, oppressive or you were coming at me and I don't quite understand that. So before I make up a story that isn't very good for both of us, possibly, tell me why you're doing that. Because... I don't want to be talked to that. One. See, that's, that's <laughs> you can't yeah, do that when you're in fifth grade in the playground. Well, that's right. But and you learn you, those. Your things. point is that you felt something. Yeah. But that was at some other time. Yeah. We learn those behaviors. We really act with our head yeah. when we're younger. We fight back. We we suppress. You know, we learn to um, show some sort of outwardness, whether it's aggression or something like that, or name calling. <laughs> I mean, this is explicit know, radio, <laughs> and it's funny as hell. But then we all get a little piece of that, and it we and it, and it sticks with us. Yeah. And that's the stuff we hold on to yeah. tight, tight. And it's like we, when we get older, we learn how to how to think with our heart and less with our head, and then yeah. we can actually um, do a much better. And this is what women do, right? Yeah. Women aren't dicks typically. Yeah. They they are much more compassionate. They're 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 they've got deeper levels of feeling. They're more concerned. Oh, you haven't seen Mean Girls, have you? I have not. I have not. And and I don't know. I don't think Cher actually falls into this category. But for a lot of those outside of the Mean Girls and Cher, uh, I don't know. I mean, because there is there is that piece. But the hard the thing that really disappoints me about our society is that. When these things are brought up, yeah. they're joked about or they are put into this category where like you're gay or you're soft. or you're, And it's like, you know what? This isn't helping the problem. And and the thing is, it's it, it's, just, it gets tagged on to another problem, it does, which is not it does. which it is works. not, in my opinion, it's not looking at the essence of that particular human being in front of you. We categorize yes. everything. Right. We have to say, oh, you're, and our brains are making sense of this, saying, oh, you're like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're like them. You, you're thinking like them. The joke on Saturday night is, oh, I had to act like a woman. And I, instead of, I would talk to the guys, and it was all super stuff. And when I came in and talked with my sisters and my aunties, I, it was like, oh, girl, where'd you get that outfit? I love it. And I find myself when I'm like at a party this past Saturday night, looking at the holiday lights in a floating home, I was like, hey, look at your glasses, man. You're, they look fantastic. And it was like, I didn't feel like I was female, but I maybe in a way I was tapping into the to the feminine nature within all of us, yeah. which is complementary, which is um, caring, which is nurturing, which is feeling, which is humility. You know, yeah. um, which is, you know, maybe stepping back a second and not being the aggressor and just snapping and be having a, a sharp mind and a razor tongue, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. or a razor mind and a sharp tongue, you name it. It just it depends. Right. Yeah. And so I find myself 
where I can go to a sharp mind and a razor sharp tongue. And I can do it very quickly. If someone's giving me grief and my kids, I'm like, Dan, I can't believe you came up with that so quickly with that person who was obviously not being very nice. Well, the pause is so critical, right? And I think that's what these Funkos do. You pause a little bit and say, what's really me, man? Yeah. It's, did I like the fact that I did that to Jim Bob? No. Did I like the fact that I stood up for myself? Yes. Other people were plotting, going, ooh, and that kind of thing. Yeah. We all have those moments. But what are our moments now? The people that are listening in those moments, those moments are what they said to me, and I didn't say anything back, and now I'm ashamed because I didn't stick up for myself. Or I, 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 I'm grinding because why would they say that to me? I, I didn't do anything to them. Why, why would they do that? I, I had several of those situations over the last three or four weeks where I'm like, where is that coming from? You know, they've got to be projecting onto me what they think that I'm thinking about them because I'm not thinking it. Yeah. And yet they're yeah. acting like I'm a different person. And so you've got to almost get back in touch with who you are. Very much so. And, and who and, and what you're. So, like when you were going through your and saying when you're losing touch with who you were, when something kind of takes over, like alcohol takes over or a depression or anxiety in that 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 um cycle yeah you know where can you connect back where can you look at the humor that's frankly that's probably some of the good stuff with social media right where you can oh, yeah. see some of those funny things and some of the tiktok and i see that i see people that i know in my life that are not feeling real good and we talk about things and all of a sudden they say hey did i show you this it was funny they go back to did i show you this guy and they're showing me that. And then the humor jumps in and there's a release, you know, and the, the internal pharmacy creates other, you know, chemicals for us. It's, to the, it's the awareness. It's the connection. You know, it's 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 being mentally prepared for those types of situations yeah. where so much of the time we, we kind of go through life just going through the motions. So it's this presence. Uh, being self-aware, all of that. You know, I, I was given the, the gift of, and some of my step work of amends and daily amends, which helped me. Yeah, I, that. yeah it, so it, it, for me, um, I had to, I had to learn how to hold things loosely. Mm. And so what, what amends allowed me to do is that, you know, I wasn't sharp enough or smart enough to realize in the moment, a lot of times when I was doing something that, uh, was either judging or, you know, just not being the best form of myself. But the beauty of it is that I had this this gift and of, of a of a daily amends or, you know, I just said something to my wife that wasn't nice. I could I could always circle back around. So it was kind of this freedom to acknowledge I made a mistake and uh -huh. then do something about it. But that helped me um, by doing that. I, I began to practice not holding on to too too tightly to certain things because I would judge myself. I was so hard on myself. So you amended the event that yeah you, yeah okay. like if something happened because you you made a point earlier that um, you know a situation you apologize for it and then you do it again mm -hmm. and yeah to most of the time it's not purposefully you just do it again and I would hold on to that stuff so tight and in fact. I remember having a conversation with my wife about a year after I got sober and she made a comment to me that if I heard it today, I wouldn't think anything of it, but uh, she would say something to me that just would tear me apart inside. And she didn't mean it to hurt me, 
but it really would hurt me because it made me feel like I could never get better. Like I will always be a failure. And again, she never meant it to sound that way, but that's how I heard it. And we talked about that and that was my release. I mean, when that happened in our relationship, mm-hmm. um, I, from that point forward, I was a, I, that was my kind of not letting go and not holding too tightly to something. It really allowed us to have that conversation uh, from that point forward on whatever it would be. And that's like with my little Funko guy here, yeah. you can't see it, but there's tongs. And so one of the things I love to do is cook and especially barbecue. And and I've learned through my experience that there's certain things you can control and certain things you can't control. And there's a lot more things we can't control than we can control. And just realizing that and part of this, that there's just there isn't a lot you can control. Yeah. And so my little tongs, I love to barbecue. I can control that, but sometimes I don't barbecue well. But that's just my little reminder all the time that just, you know, for those things that you can, you know, do the best you possibly can. And, um, you know, mistakes happen, but just to get on with living, you know, either apologize, um, give yourself some grace, whatever the case may be, and uh, just don't hold it so tight yeah. that it keeps you from uh, making progress in life. Yeah, the, you when you said about the conversation that you had with your your bride there, mm-hmm. I go back to where when I was at kind of the dark, or darkest place. It was so hard for her to um, come up with how to respond to what I was feeling. I remember, I, I remember um, going on a boat on a ferry ride from Bainbridge Island back to Seattle, and I remember looking out the window, and this was at the lowest point where I was feeling just really down, and I kind of said, "I just want to fade away." Mm. Yeah, and she stopped, and we were in the car, you know, uh, in, you know, stationary near the water, looking out. And she said, "No, no, no, you're not, you're not going to do this. You're not going to have this situation. It's not going to be like the X that she mentioned. I want to be respectful of what the X is for her. You're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. We're going to whatever we need to do, but you're not fading away, you know, and." I can think of how many times that, and I can think, and I, for you listeners out there, I can hear you and I can connect with you. And I, with all the work that my wife and I do with couples and coaching and individual coaching that I do with, with people that sometimes those cycles and statements like that led to um, a disconnection and no longer having that marriage, no longer having that friendship, no longer having that relationship at work. When you are in that self-loathing and that self-reflection, and as someone says, sometimes it's like our self-reclamation project that is not very effective because we can convince ourselves what's right or wrong within those conversations. And a lot of times it's not helpful for us. And then we keep going back into it. So the challenge that is to kind of, how do we step away from it and hover over ourselves? And we're going to talk more about that in our next podcast with some specific tools to break it both in a fluid, real-time manner, and then those tools to come back, like the reminder of the tongs, right? You know, the reminder of the nuances of life, the reminders of, yes, that that was the depth, reminders of the amends that you can go back and say, gosh, we, and I remember having a conversation not too 
long ago where Carla and I were kind of going, you know, I didn't like what she said and she didn't like what I said. And we both kind of looked at each other and said, you know, that would have been more, much more difficult for us like three years ago. Mm. That would have been much more difficult for us to recover from and, and not um, have some, you know, challenge that maybe led for a week or um, a couple days. And, you know, she let me have my space that I knew because I have developed so many tools about you can't help but know what the tools are in my role as a coach, in my role as a leader that I've been, knowing what the right things to do, knowing all about seven habits, knowing all about disc profiles, knowing all about everything associated with, um, you know, leadership and success factors and everything that I could bring into a coaching situation. It's like these basic things. And then we can beat ourselves up. But why, why don't I use those? Well, frankly, I am using those. And I do use those all the time now. And I do remember those things. And I, I, but you have to stop the train. You have to stop the cycle. You have to give yourself a little slack. I was absent minded at the meeting today. Give yourself some slack. You got a lot going on, right? I've got to give myself some slack this morning when I was like feeling like there was a lot of pressure. No, no one was hearing me when I was bringing something up. Like you're repeating what I'm saying. And then I thought back to me as a leader. And did I treat my team members like that? Did I? And I was like, wow, maybe I did sometimes. And we, and sometimes the best thing we can do is reflect back what we heard and sometimes reflect back what we're feeling and what we notice. And we're going to talk, we're going to talk more about that, but how can we take it seriously and hold it lightly? You said humor. We said detaching a little bit. Um, uh, imagery and symbols can be helpful and reminders like a, a rock in your, you know, um, that you can hold. Um, to be a better listener, sometimes it's a talking stick or they have the talking stick now and I'm going to listen and I'm going to reflect. The basic things of courtesy and kindness, not being nice. Kindness is more intentional. Kindness is, so Carl and I have talked about nice being a, a four-letter word. Kindness is not four letters, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a little bit deeper. It's like, how am I being kind and mm -hmm. doing something for somebody when they didn't expect it? What are we doing with ourselves? You prompted me with my little Funko guy. I love it. And I showed my family, look at it, it's little Richard OB. Look at it, it's Mr. OB. And I've got us the little dude. And I'm like, okay, he doesn't have a nose, but that's okay. They're not supposed to have noses. They're not supposed to. Oh, there is. There's a little teeny nose, but it's not a big nose. Oh my God, I, ne I never noticed. See, you helped me notice. I never noticed that there was a little tiny nose. See, it's, it's all about awareness, Richard. I think you see. <laughs> see? We detached awareness. Yeah, right. That's awesome. That's right. Anyways, so there, was a, there was a lot there. Are you okay? Was I oh, too yeah. long there? No, that was great. <laughs> that was great. A good talk. Yeah. So until next time. I appreciate your friendship, Richard. Yeah. It is good. Yes. I appreciate it as well. Um, very much so. Well, yeah, you you know, uh, just a disclosure, Steve probably didn't hear and has never heard some of those stories. No, and I've no. never heard some of these stories that Steve tells me. Mm. And you and the general you out in the audience can hear stories about other people. And if you reach out for them, we've talked about dudes assisting dudes. If you reach out to them and provide forums for people to talk and for people to get together, nothing wrong with the entree of being 
you know, the Huskies winning the, uh, you know, against Texas coming up here. So I'm going to date this. This is 2023's Final Four in football. But you can talk about other things, and that may lead to other things. How are things going with you right now? And listen and hold the space for them, and you'll be amazed at what happens when you do that. We did that for each other tonight, I feel like. We did. With our little dudes with us. Yep. All right. We did. Until next time, my friend. Two dudes. Out. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Two Dudes Drunk and Depressed. And so sometimes the best thing you can do is simply show up. Thank you for doing that today. We are here for you as we answer our call to serve others. Remember, tell the truth to yourself and the rest will fall into place. Those lyrics are from a song by the band, The Abbott Brothers, and really spoke to Steve and I. If you have questions, comments, actually you should have said to Steve and me, right? To Steve and me, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is it Steve and I? Chet. We need Chet GPT there. Yeah, I think it's Steve and me. So, oh, if you have questions, <laughs> comments, or would like to be a guest on the segment, Two Dudes Interviewing Women, then write us at wedoinstitute at gmail.com. That's W-E-D-O institute at gmail.com. All right, guys. So what are you doing today to leverage your brilliance and do the work necessary to make some progress in your life? Consider one box check by just listening here today. Yes, well done. Two dudes, out.